Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. It is time to hustle and thrive, and I am your host, Sarah Centrella. I am super excited to be back on chatting with all of you. Uh, and today, I'm thrilled to introduce to you a friend of mine. Uh, she is a luxury handbag maker. She's a total badass. On the show today, we have Alexandria Ali. Um, she took her dream an idea to make handbags, luxury handbags, and turned it into a successful uh, business that she's had for over 10 years. She's been featured in Black Enterprise, uh, Atlanta Magazine, Modern Luxury, CBS, and a ton more, of course. Uh, you can find her bags in the Ritz-Carlton, at Macy's. Um, she is the founder, CEO, and creator of F&W Style. And uh, before we hop into our conversation today, we're going to be talking about what it's like to, you know, build a, a business and a company from an idea, guys, a dream. It's, it's the craziest thing. It still blows my mind every time I get an opportunity to talk to someone who's done this because I just think it's such an incredible thing. There's so many people um, who have dreams, who have ideas and are not able to take action and execute them. So that's one of the things uh, that we are definitely definitely going to get into because I want you to be able to learn from the guests that I have on this show. And I know Alexandria has a ton to teach us. But before we get into that, just wanted to do a quick reminder uh, that I hope you are participating in our weekly five giveaway. That means that every single week on Friday, I pick five random winners from comments in my Instagram feed at Sarah Centrella and give away everything from uh, coaching, private coaching calls to autograph books to my courses uh, to membership in my members only coaching circle, all kinds of amazing things. So if you want to participate, all the details are in the show notes. Uh, and just go to my Instagram and participate in the conversation. All right, you guys, cannot wait to jump right into this. Welcome to the show, Alexandria. Yay, I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh, we have so much to get into today on the show. Uh, so that our listeners know, you and I met probably close to two years ago, I guess, um, mm -hmm. at the WAG Redefined uh, WAG Academy in LA. Yeah. And yes. uh, you had your gorgeous bags uh, there, <laughs> which I bought one of your pink clutches. I love so mm -hmm. much. Um, I even took it out in Paris. In Paris. Oh, my goodness. Um, I knew I saw that picture. Loved it. <laughs> yes. And you and I connected even just for a couple minutes uh, at, at that event. And we've stayed connected ever since. Cause I, and I love when that happens. Um, because right off the bat, you had mentioned, hey, I've been manifesting, you know, I, I've done uh, vision boards and all of that. So I'm just mm -hmm. so excited for this conversation because it's my chance and our listener mm -hmm. chance to get to know a little bit about your story. I mean, you have a very successful handbag line that you've created, um, and yeah. we'll get into that in a couple minutes. But can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about 
how you got there, how you got to a place where you have these gorgeous handbags that people are using all over the world and, you know, are selling everywhere. Where did that start for you? <clears throat> yes, I will. And um, before I do, I want to say when we said we met, I really connected with you that day. Like everything you were saying, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I mean, goals. You were just telling everybody exactly the things that have really been working for me. So I mm. just – inspire me so let me just say that oh, before I can. same I was like connection <laughs> love it yes yes but yeah so I started this journey um, my mom was a designer so I kind of grew up um, in, in Nigeria uh, where we were she was one of the first um, people to start designing like contemporary clothing but using African fabric. So I grew up with all of that. And then when we came here, I went into business and all of that. And as anybody that's a mom knows, whenever you have kids, it kind of shifts um, kind of who you are. Yes. And I, yes. <laughs> so I realized working as a banker um, that I really wasn't enjoying what I was doing, but yet I was spending most of my days doing it. Um, and most of my hours in the day doing it. So I really wanted to change that. And to be honest, at that time, I didn't know how to because I just got married. We just had a baby. You know, we have a mortgage now. And it's like, how do I transition? Um, so the funny thing is my mom had taken me to kind of like a workshop about how to start manifesting things. And to be honest, after that workshop, I didn't take it seriously because I'm like, what are they talking about here? Right. I, you know, <laughs> yep. go from paper to, you know, happening. And just as time goes, went on and me just being fed up there, I just started really thinking, what do I really love? And one day I sat down in my living room and I put down all the stuff that I loved. And I loved when I modeled. I loved when I did fashion. I loved to sketch. I loved handbags. And um, I loved especially luxury handbags that at that time I couldn't afford. So um, I was talking to my husband about all of this, and he said, you know, why don't you start designing handbags and make it, you know, something that's affordable for women but still luxury? I'm like, how do I even start doing that? He, he was like, you just start. So I sat down that mm. day, and I put stuff. Yeah, he was like, you just start. And I yep. just, it, that spoke to me. Um, so I put stuff on my board, and, I mean, it just started going from there. <laughs> That's so um, so incredible, and he's absolutely mm -hmm. right. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that I think when we have a big dream, we get so caught up in uh, it's so far far fetched from our current reality that mm -hmm. a lot of times we have no idea where to begin or what to do. Mm -hmm. And for those dreamers out there like myself we get all excited about, oh, what would it be like, you know, to have that handbag line, to, like, see people mm -hmm. carrying my bag. And then we start mm -hmm. looking at, okay, what do I do? <laughs> and for mo most people, I'm actually going to say this, for most people, dreamers especially, they will discourage themselves enough mm -hmm. to not do anything, right? So right? It will feel too overwhelming, too scary, mm -hmm. that they'll just let it go. So talk yeah. to us about, why you didn't do that and how you started, like what that first step kind of was for you. Yes. Um, so at that point when I put it down on the board, I decided that, you know, I would just 
because I was seeing it every day, um, the things I wanted to do, which what I put on the board was my my own studio, me working for myself. I put images of moms, you know, playing with their kids and stuff, which is all stuff that I really didn't have time for because my job was so demanding. Um, so I just put all that stuff. So then I started just really writing it out. What are the steps? To be honest, at the time, I didn't know what the steps were to be a fashion designer. Right, um, right. But We don't know what we don't know until we start, yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I kind of just wrote down what I thought the first steps would be. And um, one of the things that came to me was, hey, you used to model and you modeled for designers back in the day. How about you call them and see what it is that they do? So I did that. It took me about a year, and I was just collecting data from a bunch of designers I talked to. Then they told me about manufacturing. Then I started calling around with manufacturers, playing around with samples, and um, just doing that. And then I got my first three samples. And um, some designers had told me that, hey, when you get your samples, you go to stores and boutiques and try to get them to carry your line. I only had three samples, so I only had three wow. bags in my collection. So I had no idea that you're supposed wow. to have more of a collection. You, like you said, you don't know what you don't know. And yep. It's good for me, actually, because then I went from store to store, every store that I could go to, and just told them, hey, I have a collection. I would like for you to see it. And some of them, I'll show it to them, and they'll be like, where's the rest of it? But um, some particular ones would say, you know, yeah, um, we would carry the line. And some of them took a chance on me. I got a showroom to carry my line with those three samples, and it just kept growing from there. Oh, my God, I love everything about that. Um, let's, let's talk about the first part a little bit because that is one of the things that I probably work the, the most on when I'm – coaching with somebody is that that first bit that really scares people a lot. Um, how do I start when I don't know what I don't know, you know? And mm -hmm. if we can get out of our head a little bit and just brainstorm, mm -hmm. you know, all of us have general knowledge about a lot of things, things that right. we might not even know that we do. And mm -hmm. half the time, the best place to start is to get out a pen and paper and just start mm -hmm. brainstorming. Think, what, what do I think it might take to do this? Um, mm -hmm. And I love that that's what you did. And then I love that you weren't um, afraid to talk to the people in your network that you already knew. I think that is such a huge, huge step. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what was it um, about those conversations that, that maybe um, – helped you grow either personally or your business and, and mm -hmm. brand even more? Like what was some of the wisdom that you learned through that experience of, of reaching out to people that you know? Well, I mean, I'm going to be fully transparent. There were some people that I called and they're pretty much like, you know, no, <laughs> I don't have any information for yep, you. Or they just <laughs> such generic kind of, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, manufacturing is something you just, you know, kind of need to know, you know, stuff like that. You know, I got a lot of right. those, and I'm not going to lie, it was discouraging, but um, I think just I've learned over the years that, you know, the more, all the no's really just gets you, and I maybe I learned this from sales with my um, banking and all that. It's like we had to do cold calling. We had to do all of those things. So I got a lot of no's. So maybe that helped me also with that. So I just kept calling people until I found a couple of people who were like, you know, like, okay, 
Let me tell you what you need to do. And they gave me such wisdom. And one thing that somebody said was, do something small for your business every day. Because I had asked her, I'm yes. like, wow, like a lot of things to do just to start a brand. I mean, I just thought you make the bag and then people bought it. And talking about marketing, yep. talking about building the website, talking about hiring a sales rep, like so many things. And she, she said, you know what? Don't think about it as a whole like that. Just think about what you can do every single day for your business. Oh, that's such such great advice because all those little mm-hmm. things that we do today, tomorrow, this week, they do mm-hmm. all add up to that big dream. And I think yeah. a lot of times, um, you know, it's easy to be like, is it really going to matter if I spend an hour mm-hmm. on tweaking the website today or um, whatever the, the kind of smaller tasks are, the tasks that I might not be as excited about when it comes to my business. Um, but it mm-hmm. does. All of all of it adds up, and all of it gives us knowledge, right? The knowledge mm-hmm. that we need to run our business more successfully as it grows and as it scales. So, uh, what were some some of the things on your first vision board? So you mentioned um, playing with your kids. So I love that you were very intentional about making this board the way that we are when we make future boards. So we're not mm-hmm. just kind of randomly picking stuff. We're saying, hey, you know, what is it that I really want, and then how do I Mm-hmm. find a picture that shows that, you know. So um, it sounds like you were as well. Um, what are mm-hmm. some of the things that have manifested in your life, have shown up since that first board you put together? Okay. So when I put together the board, you know, I decided that, yes, that was one of the things. I wanted to um, be able to have my leave SunTrust, which was where I worked. I wanted to um, be able to play more with my kids. I wanted to have a better car at the time because the car that I had, I just, it was nothing. (laughs) So I wanted a better car, a better car, and just so many other things that I put um, there. And then I think the big thing was, like we talked about, writing things down and doing steps towards them. And I just think that for some reason, the power of writing it down, kind of working towards it, as you know best, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but just working towards it, writing it down, it just seems like it just tends to happen. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe you would know better the yeah. science behind it, but it just tends to happen. Um, the first thing that I think happened that made me just know, okay, this is working, is to the getting a new car. So at the time, um, I told um, my dad, which he's the one that used to help me whenever I'm looking for cars and stuff because dealt in buying and selling cars. So I told him, you know, I want to buy a new car and I want it to be a BMW. And he's like, okay. And he, um, I told him how much I wanted the payments to be. And he's like, well, you're not getting a BMW for that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> just try. You know, he was like, just, I said, just try. He was like, it's impossible. So he tried for like maybe a couple of weeks to find me something and it just wasn't working. And right when we were about to give up and buy a different type of car that fit more in my budget, we went to this um, car dealership, and just so happened, the car dealership had this beautiful, it was kind of like a maroon-colored BMW that they had there, and somebody had traded it in for another car. So it really didn't belong in that Toyota dealership. And they were like, you know, we have this, and would you know the pricing was right, the payments was right, every single thing. 
Oh, my God. I love that because that's so classic manifesting, right? There's so many times <laughs> where uh, we'll try and try and try, and we're trying to make it work a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hello. It's not lining up and coming together. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> the universe for the win just comes yeah. in and is like, ta-da. But it's so, yeah. to me, it's so interesting in the fact that if we don't know what we want, we would never know even mm. when we when we have it, you know. And, and that mm-hmm. has always been a driving force for me to get clarity on what I want. So the second you saw it in the parking lot, you're like, that's my car. There it is. Yeah. Um, yes. So, and I know a while back you had a, a dream um, for Macy's, right? And and yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how that right. um, initially played out? Yes. Um, so I've been wanting to be in Macy's like forever. You know, that has actually been a part of my plan that I had on my vision board. And, um, you know, I've worked towards it and I've, you know, just reached out to buyers and things like that, but it just never worked out. Um, well, a year and a half ago, two years ago now, um, part of my vision board, so I guess when it's part of your vision or part of what you want, it's like the universe, I think, just throws different ways for you to be able to get in. Well, Macy's mm-hmm. started this uh, Market at Macy's program, which they were specifically looking for um, emerging designers. Um, so they put this thing out there, and I just happened to see it um, on pop-up somehow on some newsletter or something like that that I had, and I just filled it out. Um, It took one day. It wasn't like I knew anybody in the office or anything. I filled it out, and um, a week later, somebody from Macy's called me. They wanted to see more of my collection, and, you know, that's how that happened. Um, So that's been in my vision board for a long time, but um, it did happen like a few years later, Now, one thing that I did realize is it happened at the right time. With all the Mm. things we went through to be in Macy's, if it had happened two years, three years, five years ago, I definitely would not have been ready for it. So it happened at the time when it was supposed to happen. Yeah, and isn't that – I find that that gives me a lot of peace, kind of once you've proven that out – um, in your life maybe once or twice, it helps mm-hmm. us, I think, anyway, to be a little bit more patient with timelines because, mm-hmm. you know, we have our timelines. Mm-hmm. We want to hit them. You know, we mm-hmm. want our business to blow up tomorrow, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And absolutely one of the things that I've learned that's been invaluable is mm-hmm. that if I'm doing everything within my power, if, if mm-hmm. I, I am, like you said, doing one thing each day that gets me closer mm-hmm. to that, then all of that is the preparation that I actually have to have in order mm-hmm. to be ready for the big thing to happen. And if I don't have all of that, then I'm going to either blow that opportunity or it's going to go away or whatever the case is. It's not going to materialize into what my, my dream is for it. Like I need the rest of this education. Um, exactly. Yeah, in order to be there. And I, I think a lot of people just get really impatient um, mm-hmm. and quit. So can you talk about maybe some of the obstacles 
you've mm-hmm. faced along the way as, as you've been pursuing your dream? Oh, wow. Sarah, there's so many. <laughs> there's so <laughs> many. Really, girl. Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many. Um, but, okay, so there's been, along the way, there's always been, I mean, from the beginning, finding a manufacturer was, oh, we had things that would come that's just not what I wanted, not the quality that we wanted. So just trying to find the perfect match. Now we have a good one that we've been with for almost seven years. Um, to trying to get into stores and boutiques, trying to find the great, the perfect sales rep, to trying to find an assistant that matched, you know, what we needed at the time to even just trying to find my perfect, the right target market and the people to be targeting, these are all things I had to learn on my own because there was not really any blueprint. So it definitely led to a lot of tears. You know, there were times where we, you know, thought we were getting into this big retail luxury um, store and then things fell out because they changed management like last minute. You know, so there's just been a lot. You know, but one, yeah, one thing that it's taught me, um, like I said before, is all those failures really made me stronger, really taught me lessons that helped me for when I did get those yeses so I knew what to do. Yeah, I think they um, prepare us to be able to sustain at the next level, not not even Mm -hmm. just to, to make it, you know, to that next level but to sustain and grow so that mm-hmm. our dreams can grow as, as we mm-hmm. grow, as our business grows, as, as things uh, shift and change. Um, mm-hmm. So what does your, your future look like now as you start looking into the future? What are some of the dreams that are on your board now? Okay, so the dreams that are on my board now have um, a lot to do with, you know, family and, um, you know, just where I want, what I want to do for, like, my kids, um, the kind of, like, life I want to provide for them and things like that. And I feel like having F&W style will let me be able to, will allow me to be able to do that. So our goal is to grow into um, more stores and boutiques, but also grow our continue to grow our online presence. Um, this time period, um, believe it or not, has been a good learning for like online and how to really succeed mm-hmm. online because that's just how everybody's going and that's what we're going to now. So um, just really trying to grow my brand. My goal, ultimate goal, is to become a household name. I want to be able to leave a blueprint. Um, for my daughter and my son and people that come, you know, after me that are trying to build a brand on how to really do it and what makes for success. You know, I feel like in school they teach the technical aspect and then some business school they teach the business aspect, but who's teaching what you're teaching? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. For, you know, yep. that, that question, I, I feel like it's so important and all, a lot of us get lost when we just don't know what else to do. We're not actually planning it out, you know, how we're going to be successful. So, you know, my, my, my goal is to be able to leave a blueprint and really make my brand a household name. I love that so much. And it is it's so true. You know, like, there's, there's generic, um, you know, schooling or teaching, if, if you will, um, based on mm-hmm. career stuff. But there mm-hmm. isn't uh, – 
how, how do we get that vision in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. how do we build it out? Um, and most importantly, how do we have relentless pursuit? How do we keep going um, mm-hmm. when that disappointment hits? You know, when we don't uh, get the yes we were expecting, when the deal that we were hoping for doesn't come through, like, how do we continue to push through? And I think if we don't have that ultimate vision, like yours is to become a household name, then um, you do quit, you know, you're kind of like, if I don't really know Mm -hmm. where I'm going or why I'm doing it, then why am I thinking all this work and, and time and effort and money and all of those kinds of things. Um, So it's so, so true. How does um, mindset come into play for you? I know as, as a wife and a mom and uh, we're all home with COVID right now, which adds a whole other dimension to our lovely mindset things that are <laughs> circling around for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. How have you maybe um, used your mindset to create your vision or to um, keep you focused uh, when mm-hmm. either when things are going good or, or bad, or, or do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, for me, keeping a, like a positive mindset has really been important. Now, that doesn't mean that I um, don't get frustrated or I just glaze over when bad things happen or whatever the case may be. Um, I let myself feel those emotions in that time, but I don't dwell or stay in it, you know. So I've really taught myself to just try to see the positive in every situation. Like when this whole thing happened, you know, with COVID, um, at first, as a small business, I mean, we were really gearing up for one of our busiest and top-selling years for F- year for FNW style. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had just started yeah. doing corporate accounts, so it wasn't just um, retail and wholesale. We were also now doing corporate accounts and providing, you know, bags for, like, all these executive offices and, like, for gifting, corporate gifting. So it just added a whole new dimension, and then that was just cut out in, like, a week, mm-hmm. you know? God, so, same. Yeah. yeah it, it was a tough deal to swallow, and I left, left myself with a week to really just feel what I was feeling and told myself it was okay to feel that. I mean, because... Yeah, yeah it's a disappointment. It's a huge disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so I let myself feel that, but I, gave, I always give myself a date, and I'm like, you know, by this date, you really need to dust yourself off and find other ways of what you can do. You know, for me, it's praying, it's, you know seeking advice from, like, my mentors. It's sitting down and allowing myself time to be creative and just doing all of that. And, you know, I mean, obviously it's still tough, but I really enjoy the fact that I've been able to have time to be creative, to think about other things that I would never have thought about doing. I mean, right now we're doing a Mother's Day box that I've never done boxes before because I always thought I sell bags. What what am I going to add in a box that, you know? But now we're doing that, and people love it. I'm like, wow, that's something I should have been doing. We're doing virtual appointments, Zoom parties, like just all these things that I've never done before that I'm realizing is something that I could be doing with my with, you know, my yeah. business. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said something that I want to, I want everybody to just pause and re- rewind for a second because it's huge. 
So mm -hmm. listeners, this is a, an amazing tip that you absolutely should be implementing. I'm a huge fan of this as well, that it is totally mm -hmm. okay for us to feel um, whatever we need to feel when we've been slapped in the face with a disappointment. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's perfectly normal and natural and healthy to be disappointed, to maybe cry. I mean, I call it mm -hmm. having my tantrum, you know, like I need mm -hmm. to just have a tantrum. <laughs> I need to kick and scream and, you know, then maybe finish it off with a nice glass of rosé. Um, mm -hmm. So whatever it is you need to do, do it. Like feel it. Mm -hmm. But a thousand million percent give yourself a deadline. Oh, mm -hmm. Like that is everything. Um, you have mm -hmm. to give yourself a deadline. So if it's mm -hmm. a big one, and I'm I'm right there with you, girls. Like 2020 was adding up to be the by far the biggest. It was really the the ultimate manifestation of everything I've been working for seven years for. To be honest, um, mm -hmm. what was on mm -hmm. the books was was so exciting and so blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. And like I, it was literally like starting. To, and it had just started. It was probably two months, mm -hmm. two months in where I was like, oh, my God, this is the ride I've been waiting for. Like, this is the payoff mm -hmm. of it. And within a week, 90% of that was gone um, yeah. to the point where it was like, oh, shit, now what do I do, <laughs> you know? Um, and a lot of people out there can probably feel us on that. I'm sure they're going through, mm -hmm. a lot of people are going through probably even a, a lot worse, you know? So, um we go through it too, guys. Whoever it is that you look up to um, in any capacity is going through mm -hmm. something like that. And the difference is, is that um, when you have tools that you can use and, and when you put parameters around stuff, you know how to navigate the tough times. And I think that's just mm -hmm. so huge. And, and knowing kind of what works for you, but that is a gigantic tip. Don't allow yourself to wallow indefinitely because that's when you can really erode your success in a devastating way. And no one can afford that, right? Like we don't want to go backwards. Uh, exactly. We want to keep moving forward. Um, okay, so how do you manage everything that's on your plate? I know we, a lot of moms are, are on here listening um, as well, a lot of entrepreneur moms. And I know we struggle with that, you know, um, getting, getting that balance as best we can and being all things to, to everybody. How do you, how do you do it? Do you have any thoughts or, or ideas mm -hmm. on, on what has worked well for you? Um, yes. Um, for me, it's just uh, like we talked about mindset before. It was I had to change my mindset. So moving from corporate to now becoming, um, you know, owning my own business, and then at that point in time was when I also had just got married. We have a kid, and I really wanted to be perfect. I'm. I like being a perfectionist, and I wanted mm -hmm. to be perfect. I wanted to be the perfect wife. I wanted to be the perfect daughter. I mean, I wanted to be the perfect mom, you know, perfect at my business. And that's the, fast, the easiest way to make oneself go crazy. Like, and okay. I, I really, yeah. you try to do all that, try to balance. So when um, people say the word balance, um, for me, I don't ever really think that I have to come to the terms that I couldn't balance everything. I only have two hands. So I cannot balance the thousand things that I needed to do, but I could juggle them. So sometimes I have to be okay with the fact that I cannot be the perfect um, businesswoman today because 
my daughter and my son have something that's going on that I have to do, and I need to be present with them. Um, I have to be okay with the fact that, okay, I might not be able to go to that ballet lesson because I have an event to do, and I have to be happy and still be okay with that. You know, so I have to be okay with sometimes, you know, I, I can't do it all, but I can, whenever I am doing one thing, I can really, you know, do it and be present in that moment. So I focus a lot when it comes to the kids on the quality of time I'm spending with them as opposed to the quantity of time. So whenever I am, you know, spending that time, you know, a couple of hours once we've all come back from work and school, I don't use my phone. I'm not, you know, posting. I'm not talking to manufacturers. I'm not talking to my assistant. I'm really there with them. Let's play a game. Let's do something. Let's cook together, you know. And it makes them feel good, but really also makes me feel good because I know that I'm spending that quality time with them, even though I can't spend all yeah. The time. Oh my God! Yeah. So true, so true. I think uh, you know the generation that I grew up in. We were really sold the message of multitask. That makes you a superhero. Mm-hmm. Multitask, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's awful. <laughs> Multitasking <laughs> is ridiculous. It's it's yeah. literally the definition of ADD. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. everywhere at once. Um, and mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I implemented when I became a single mom versus being mm-hmm. married is mm-hmm. I knew that I had the time block, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was going to go insane if I didn't. And at that point mm-hmm. in time, I had a corporate job. And so mm-hmm. I would get home at, you know, 530, whatever it was, six, the kids had, mm-hmm. when they were little, learned daycare and, and all mm-hmm. of us had been away from the house, you know, we were stressed, we were whatever. And so from the very beginning of, of this part of the journey, um, I have always implemented that rule that when I am with my kids, I am with my kids. I'm not on my mm-hmm. phone. I'm not taking work calls. I'm not mm-hmm. on scrolling social. Like, I am there. We are doing things mm-hmm. together. And, you know, when you think about it, especially, be- you know, before COVID when people um, were working in school and stuff, that's, it's like three hours a day for most mm-hmm. people. You know, it's not like it's this giant – block of time where we're ignoring the world it's if we can make some sacred spaces in our life um mm-hmm. we can be so much more effective and so by doing that I, i'm right there with you you know i have no guilt yeah. then when i have to take a work trip mm-hmm. at all absolutely mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. um people always say like how do you deal with mommy guilt i don't have mommy guilt because <laughs> when i'm i mean i really don't and i don't know if that sounds like mm-hmm. an asshole thing to say or not but it's because mm-hmm. when i'm with them i'm fully with them and mm-hmm. when I'm not, I'm checked out other than checking in with them, you know, as we do each day. But I'm, when I'm at work or when I'm on a trip or whatever, I'm present. Mm-hmm. I am giving yeah. that everything that I have so that yeah. then I know I'm, I'm not cheating anything. And, and, and I think adding in for ourselves is, is always important too. Um, right. So how do, you, how do you thrive? What do you do that, that just makes you feel like, okay, oh, I'm thriving, like, this feels good. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Let's see. How do I thrive? When I feel, I feel like I'm thriving when I'm able to do the things that I want to do, you know, and I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, that's what whole owning a business has done for me, you know, is the fact that if I want to travel with my husband or my kids 
Or if I want to travel with my friends, I can. My time is my time. So in moments where I get to do things like that, I really feel like, wow, I'm, I'm thriving, you know? I, I don't have to ask off because, I, I mean, I, I did that yes. for 10 years where yep. it was even, I mean, my baby was in daycare and something was going on and I have to ask permission and they have to see if they can let me go or not, you know. You know, things like that, when I think back and I'm like, wow, if my daughter needs me, I can go. If my son needs me, I can go. If I want to take a trip with my friends, I can go, you know. And so I think that's when I, I feel like I'm thriving, when I feel free. Yeah, yeah. well, I love it because it's, it's like those moments when you – are living the life you created, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it really feels like this didn't, and it didn't happen by chance, right? It happened by <laughs> planning. It happened by vision. It happened by sweat yeah. and blood and tears and mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. And and right. then to be present in the moments when uh, you get to enjoy the reward mm-hmm. of all of that is, um, mm-hmm. is amazing. And, and it's also a practice in itself. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't know how to, enjoy the success or um, thrive in those moments either. So I think that has to kind of be a conscious decision as well. Um, yeah. so the other thing that I'm always super curious about um, when I talk to someone, especially like you who's created, a, you know, a massive thing. Like my head cannot get around how I would create a freaking fashion line. Like just <laughs> – totally blanks out, i got to be honest, um, because it's a huge thing. Like you said, there's manufacturing, mm-hmm. there's, like, distributors, there's so many com- components to it. Um, so I'm always really curious about what the hustle looks like. Like, mm-hmm. share with us a little bit about what that work ethic is to, to create mm-hmm. something from literally an idea. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. It is a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but I believe that it's something that, you know, I believe that it's something that a lot of people can do if they have passion for it, you know, and I know, you know, my purpose with doing this is I really want to make it a household name. Don't know when that's going to happen. Don't, sometimes don't know how it's going to happen, but I know that that is my goal, that's my purpose, and, you know, that I'm going to work until it happens. So um, a lot of the things that I have to do is I, you know, we have to talk to editors and, um, you know, write to magazines for them to publish articles and things like that about us. Um, we're working with manufacturers. Like you said, we're doing working with distributors. We have um, sales reps that I work with. We're doing events all the time. We're doing um, trunk shows, and we're doing trade shows all the time. So there's just so many aspects. Um, one thing that I have learned, though, um, because when I first started, and I would say I've been doing it for almost 10 years now, um, the first five years, I really felt like I needed to do it all by myself. Like, mm. I can be yes. the one that, you know, I'm, I, I'm really good at marketing. I'm really good at design. So being that I have passion and love those two things, I was really trying to do it all by myself, and it just wasn't growing. It really wasn't yep. growing because uh, how can you do it all by yourself? And let's not add being a mom on top of all of that. Right. Um, so, yeah, as time went on, I realized that I need to hire out. First of all, I'm then providing income or jobs for other people, 
And I'm freeing myself time to be creative because once you stop being creative, you're not growing, you know. So I really have to say, okay, I'm not taking my own photography in-house. I am going to hire a photographer that will come and take pictures for us. I am not going to, you know, do the work of, you know, picking up calls and packing the orders and doing all of that. I'm going to contract that out to people to do that for me. I, you know, so I had to do all this, and wow, once I started doing that, even though I was paying all this money out, I was also growing my business at the same time. Yeah. So, um, I'm and not I sure that answers your question. No, it but, does, and I think it's a lesson mm-hmm. that a lot of women have a really hard time with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll speak for myself. I absolutely did. I'm the same exact way. You know, like no mm-hmm. one's gonna get it the way that I get it. Like no one can do yeah. it the way that I do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think that we have a lot of preconceived notions about what level of success we have to be at before we can expand or build a team or do any of those things. But they feed each other. You know what I mean? There, there is only so much success you will ever have when you're doing it on your own. That's just right. the facts. I mean, you're, you're never going to be able to scale or grow um, without including people in your dream. And, and in your passion, it doesn't mean like every person you're going to bring in is going to be the best fit, you know, that is part mm-hmm. of the growing pains process. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's something that if you learn it sooner rather than later, you can get better at, right, and get better at exactly. over time. And, and I realized as I went on, it doesn't have to be this expensive thing. I mean, obviously, when I first started, I didn't have the money to be hiring everybody, but guess what? I did have the knowledge and the the ability to teach people also, so I was able to get interns to help me, you know? I was able to, you know, yeah, release some of the control and have my husband help me with, like, the computer and things I have to do with the website, so I don't deal with that. Instead of being a control freak and wanting to do it all that, I'm not, you know what, you, that is your portion of the business you do, so you do that. And, you know, so I just had, you know, people that would do just little things here, and I hired a lady to come and help me with packing the bags and things like that. So it was just, I just started small and started releasing some things here and there and just giving more time for myself. So we think it's this huge, like when they say hiring a team, like it's the full-time staff that is there, you know, nine to five every day, not necessarily. Exactly, and I don't think that most people start that way. You know, like yeah. most people don't have that type of investment when you're starting out a business um, mm-hmm. to be able to to do that. So getting creative with it is huge, and it's giving you the practice on how to delegate, how to translate your vision to other people, mm-hmm. all of the pieces that really are important for your ultimate success. Because mm-hmm. you know, I don't, it, with a vision that you have of being a household name at a certain point, like meetings are going to be what you do during the day, I would think, you know, and, exactly. and showing up is more along the lines, you know, that's the goal for my vision. At, at some point mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just show up when I want to show up and all the exactly. other, you know, the pieces of the business are going to be able to self run um, on mm-hmm. their own. That's the ultimate vision. And you don't get there overnight um, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I love this. Thank you so much for being so, um, open about your your tips and tools and the things that you've used to grow a business from an idea. Uh, There's so many of you out there listening that have an idea 
and maybe have been sitting on it. Um, maybe you're really passionate about it and you just didn't know how to start or what to do. And mm-hmm. both myself and Alexandria are examples of the fact that you can start something before you know what you're doing. And you right. can learn on the job. I call it on the dream training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, you can build it into whatever your vision is for it. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that uh, with us. And guys, go grab a bag at fnwstyle.com. And, and where else can we uh, keep up with you, Alexandria? Yes. Um, so it's, it's just fwstyle.com. And then also I'm on Instagram at fwstyle as well. That's my bed. We are on Facebook too, but Instagram is like my jam. So <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and everybody, we cannot wait to hear what you think, what your feedback is, what your thoughts are. Um, if you're in a similar position of, of growing your business and uh, if these tools were, were helpful and useful, then tag us. Let us know. Join the conversation. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Alexandra. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on The Sarah Centrella Show.